it's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, you bet it is. We are coming to you live from the greatest country in the world, broadcasting from the tippy top of the world famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, a man who is not asking the feds to release the affidavit for the search warrant for the raid on his house. Donald Trump's lawyers calling on the DOJ to give us all the dirty details that led to the raid, but the feds ain't budging. This is total crap. Coming at the same time that Joe Biden returning to the White House to sign a bill that he claims will reduce inflation. Stop lying to us. Seriously. We're going to throw the challenge flag on that one with the great Byron Donalds, congressional superstar from the great state of Florida. We will also talk to Philadelphia radio legend Rich Zioli, as well as your fine self at 888-788-9910. You know the rule on this show. Today and every day, sing along at home. Sing along in the prison bunk or the meth lab or wherever you listen to this show daily. Uh, you could be a Republican. You can be a Democrat. Just don't be a that is all. So we get underway on a big Tuesday. Thank you to everybody who watched me on Gutfeld last night. Uh, if you missed it, we will post the clips on the Fox Across America Facebook page. We're about to post some clips from America's newsroom as well. Uh, and if you're traveling uh, to see me this week, we'll be at the Encore Friday night. Uh, that is in the Lake of the Ozarks. Hey, girl, going to get rowdy out there. And, of course, the following Friday uh, and Saturday, August 26th and 27th, there are tickets still available to see me at the Carson Nugget. The early shows are sold out. Uh, the late shows uh, can be bought at ccnugget.com if you want to hang out with your radio buddy. But as we get underway, the big headline today, obviously not my travel schedule, the big headline is that our radio engineer, Josh Harmon, is celebrating a birthday. Hey, happy birthday, man. How about it? And Josh didn't know that we know it's his birthday because guys don't know each other's birthdays. And when we had our producer Mikey's birthday, we actually asked Josh. And Josh, to your credit, you wouldn't tell us. You, no, you got to keep that one close to the vest. <laughs> well, you pulled a DOJ. You would not release the affidavit. I mean, this is top secret, top, top secret <laughs> info. Does that mean you're turning a round number? Because I don't have that information. No, no, this this is an irrelevant number. Oh, okay. The big number's next year. Okay, yeah, but yeah. this is an irrelevant number. Okay, yeah, because there are those off numbers where if someone, say, throws you a supar- uh, surprise party for your 39th birthday, it's because you're dying. <laughs> if it's, you know, so Joshua, you're away. And I'm, I'm happy to report you are not having a surprise party for this crooked number. But happy birthday, my man. That's a big deal. Uh, and yes, we are doxing Josh right here and live on the air. Uh, we're being the change we want to see in the world. Why? Because according to this uh, latest reporting we have as it pertains to the raid on Mar-a-Lago, the Trump lawyers are calling on the FBI to immediately release the affidavit. Now, the affidavit is important. You don't have to be a legal scholar to understand this. The affidavit contains the information that justified a judge signing off on a warrant to raid a former president's house. This is something that's never happened in the history of our country. So what you need to understand is that if you're going to go out for the first time in the 246-year history of the country and raid an ex-president – 
you better have something serious, something serious to justify doing so. But by all accounts, it's it's hard to take what the FBI is doing at face value. That's why we want that affidavit. We want to know this was justified. And everybody who gets on TV and is like, oh, come on. The FBI wouldn't take such a bold step if they didn't have the goods. Come on, don't bullshit me. Yo, the FBI falsified documents in order to, are you ready for it? In order to get warrants in the past. Oh, wow. When you say, oh, they'd never get a warrant if they didn't have the heavy duty artillery on this guy. Yo, that's exactly what they did to trigger the Mueller probe, when they spied on Carter Page, when they entrapped George Papadopoulos, when they pushed to steal dossier, they were doing all of it, every single solitary bit of it, under false pretenses. Mundo. And understand, again, this is a sitting president of the United States. It was unprecedented. Now, the Page stuff, the Papadopoulos stuff, that started during the campaign. So it was the equivalent of spying on your political opponent, using the Democratic-controlled Justice Department to spy on a Republican nominee. Now we're sitting in a place where, yes, the Democrats are back in office. Joe Biden won the election back in 2020. I don't remember that ever happening. But it did. And now it's Biden's Democratic-controlled Justice Department again spying, raiding, infiltrating the home of a Republican political rival. What the hell is the world coming to? It's bad, man. And you got to understand what we're saying in this moment as I get on the air is not Trump's 100 percent not guilty. I don't know that. Hey, maybe they have the goods. I am not going to play the hand blind on the off chance that it comes back to me in a week and I look like the biggest shill known to man. But I can tell you instinctively, it's hard to go all in on the FBI's credibility, knowing how many times they've lied to us before. Okay, we have a real problem with the intelligence community in this country. Understand, not only did it weaponize itself to get Trump during the Mueller probe, which was completely absurd on its face, not designed to find collusion, designed to create the appearance that there was a there there. What they did in the Mueller probe, okay, the process was the punishment. They knew there was no collusion because they knew the whole thing was started based on what? The Steele dossier, which was bought and paid for Apple research by the Clinton campaign. They knew going in there was no collusion. The goal was one anonymously sourced bombshell after another, a death by a thousand cut scenario. The walls are closing in. The walls are closing in. He's going to take a perp walk out of the White House. The kids might testify against him. I'm telling you, it's bad. You better tune in tonight to CNN. People aren't buying it, CNN, you dumb bastards. But for a while, people did buy it. People tuned in every night because they were like, oh, wow, oh, never seen a president get arrested before. This is going to be some wild stuff. They must have something incredible on this guy. Wrong. Dude, they had nothing. But they knew that if they poked him enough from a million different directions, again, death by a thousand cuts, at some point, Trump, who does have, to be fair, he does have some problems (laughs) when it comes to discipline, okay? They were hoping and praying Donald Trump would fire Robert Mueller and create an appearance that there was a there there. Tell it like it is. That was the whole point of the Mueller probe. But again, that's your own Justice Department staging a soft coup against the president. Okay, same Justice Department that covered up the Hunter Biden laptop story. Same intelligence community. 50 members of our intelligence community who swore up and down and sideways that Trump colluded with Russia. 
then came back around for the Hunter Biden laptop story and said, hey, as intelligence experts, never mind that whole Russia thing, uh, as intelligence experts, okay, we happen to know this Hunter Biden laptop story is fake and has all the hallmarks of Russian disinformation. Don't pee on my leg and tell me it's raining. And what did we find out the minute the election was over? Okay, what we knew before the election, but nobody else was reporting, that the director of national intelligence had corroborated the legitimacy of the Hunter Biden laptop, that his own business partners had come forward to corroborate Hunter Biden's participation along with Joe Biden in that influence selling scheme. Hunter's a dirtbag. Okay, is it a crime? It looks very shady. The point is his home didn't get raided and we had physical transactions. We had wire transfers flagged by Barack Obama's Treasury Department as problematic when Obama was the president of the United States. So you understand We've seen a double standard out of this intelligence community, and we've seen a relentless, relentless, okay, bloodlust for Donald Trump's scalp, okay? These people get out of bed, okay? Some of you, you know, when you're looking to blow off a little steam, you go to one of those adult websites. Hubba, hubba. But guys in the DOJ get out of bed and they fantasize about getting Donald Trump. Bingo. And we've seen it a million times. So it's hard to take them at their word. For that reason, we want them to release the affidavit. Okay. Let me give you some Jim Jordan. He was on the show uh, last Thursday and last Thursday. Okay, but then he spent some time last night uh, with Laura Ingram. Here it is, clip two. Why'd you wait 18 months? I mean, come on, come on. Nothing makes sense here. We know this was unprecedented, unwarranted. Uh, it was just plain wrong. And I think when you couple it with what well, think about last week in a five day time period, we had the president's personal residence raided. We had the phone of a sitting member of Congress taken and we had 87,000 IRS agents unleashed on the American people. And then you think about, oh, this was so sensitive. We waited 18 months to get it. No one believes these folks, but they see their government being turned against us. We the people, we the citizens. I mean, listen, he's not wrong. And the, the point he's raising about the 18 month wait period is the government knew he took this information home when he left the White House. OK, if you're going to tell me that, all right, maybe they didn't know right away. OK, the FBI was at his mansion in January. They were back again in June. And in June, they said, hey, we know you have some classified information here. Please put a padlock on the place you're holding it in, which they did. They complied. OK, the next report we have from there is a report out today that says Merrick Garland agonized for weeks over whether or not to raid Mar-a-Lago. Now, here's my question. OK, if this information is so heinous, so damaging, so potentially problematic, how the hell do you agonize for weeks over whether or not you're going to go down there and actually get it. I think he's got a point. I mean, really think about that. Again, if the house is on fire, you don't agonize for weeks over whether or not to call the fire department. This is a now problem. Okay, when you bring in the FBI and you raid a compound, your optics at least are reflective of a now problem. There is a monster crime this is our own national safety hanging in the balance. We're doing something that's never happened in the 246-year history of the country. We are raiding a president's home. This must be a really big deal. <laughs> Except it's not. And they're undermining faith in our institutions by weaponizing the Justice Department the way they are. And you understand it is coming from a place of emotion. Merrick Garland was denied a seat on the Supreme Court. Because Mitch McConnell, who was sitting on a Senate majority, would not confirm him 
during the final year of Barack Obama's presidency. McConnell said, well, we got an election. We're going to do this after the election. So even though you technically should be Obama's justice to a point, we're going to run out the clock on this one. That's just how white folks will do you. So Merrick Garland certainly harbors a little bit of bias towards Donald Trump because he denied him a seat on the highest court in the land. And thank God he did, by the way, or at least Mitch McConnell did, because Merrick Garland does not seem does not seem to be governing in a mindset in which justice is blind. Okay, again, I don't mean to do what about them over and over and over again, but they didn't raid Hillary Clinton. They didn't raid Hunter Biden. And more importantly, they won't give you the details on Trump. And if anybody deserved the details, it's a guy like Donald Trump who has had the Justice Department weaponized against him in the past. But this is where you know it comes from a place of emotion. Here's Sam Donaldson. He's won all kinds of awards back in the day, mostly for having the biggest eyebrows. But he was on CNN, and he's comparing Donald Trump to Al Capone. This is clip nine. It may be a violation of the Espionage Act of 1917. That's a very serious crime. I thought of Al Capone. Now, Al Capone was a great big gangster in the 1920s and 30s, bootlegged millions of gallons of whiskey. That was illegal. But more than that, a lot of credible evidence that he had ordered the murder of many people. But they never brought him to justice on that. But wait a moment. The IRS discovered that Al Capone was cheating on his income taxes. And so... They brought him to justice on that. He went to prison. That's where he died. That was embarrassing. Okay, seriously. Al Capone was killing people. Al Capone, as he said, was a bootlegger, was running the mob. Okay, Donald Trump was running Celebrity Apprentice. Donald Trump's biggest affront to society is denying Geraldo a victory. Okay, Donald Trump fired Flavor Flav. All right, let's not conflate the two. This is embarrassing. But when you hear Democrats bringing up the Espionage Act, Understand that no one's ever been charged, okay, including Eric Swalwell. Eric Swalwell, who is having sex with an actual confirmed Chinese spy. Oh, yes, I've read about that in the Bible. You got a guy who's a, who's a member of the Intel Committee having sex with a Chinese spy, a known confirmed Chinese spy. And he, we're not concerned about him being charged under the Espionage Act. But a guy who's sitting on some old documents from his presidency that they happen to know about is worthy of a raid. I'm telling you, it doesn't pass the sniff test unless you realize that these people, okay, every single one of them, they live and breathe to get Donald Trump. That is what this is about. Maybe they have something. I don't know, but it would finally be the one time they did because going into this raid, they're about 0 for 7 on getting Trump. I told you this yesterday. It's like the Spider-Man franchise. You know how they come out with a new Spider-Man every few months? You know, first it's Andrew Garfield or Tom Holland or Tobey Maguire. He was cute. Uh, but that's what this has been. It's been Mueller's Spider-Man. And he's going to go out there and he's going to get Donald Trump. <laughs> Didn't quite work. Then they were like, Michael Avenatti, campaign finance violations. He's going to get Trump. Trump's lawyer, Michael Cohen, defected. He knows where all the dirty deeds were done. He's going to get Trump. How many Spider-Mans do we need to watch? We saw Adam Schiff lead impeachment one. That struck out. We saw Jamie Raskin lead impeachment two. That struck out. Now we've got Merrick Garland. He's about to strike out. And when that's over, you'll get an all-female reboot of Spider-Man starring New York Attorney General Letitia James because these are sick People. So y'all need to hide your kids, hide your wife, and hide your husband because they're raping everybody out here. You're listening to the hottest show in the country. Our country is in serious trouble. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. 
Precise, personal, powerful. It's America's weather team in the palm of your hands. Get Fox weather updates throughout your busy day, every day. Subscribe and listen now at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, girl, it is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon trying to hold this country together. It's a mess out there, man. And I have to tell you, there's so many idiots. It's just a stampede of stupidity. George Conway, he took time out from his busy schedule of eating Oreo double stuff cookies and went back on CNN yesterday and was talking about how this time, this time, I'm telling you, Trump's going to jail. George Conway, of course, Kellyanne Conway's husband has been going on CNN for the better part of the last five years saying he's got the goods and Trump is going to jail. Oh, Lordy Lord, he's desperate. So desperate to get this guy, okay, because he only stays relevant if Trump is in trouble with the law. It's like, you know, Fauci likes to come on TV and tell you we're all going to die because then he gets more hair and makeup and gets to go back on TV. That's the George Conway story, okay? If he could get out there and say, oh, no, you don't understand. This guy is Trump is in big trouble this time. If he says that, CNN calls him right up. CNN is the worst. They really are. But here's George Conway, okay, saying they've got no defense. Trump's going in an orange jumpsuit. Let's start there. Clip 12. I think he's, I mean, I think the shortest distance between Donald Trump and an orange jumpsuit is this investigation with the documents. And and it's really kind of because it's so simple. Um, and, and And we haven't heard anything remotely approaching a rational, logical defense. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, son. Folks, they've given plenty of defense, okay? They've given the defense of, hey, we spoke to the FBI and cooperated, okay? We put a padlock on our storage system if you wanted it. And he's even offering now to cooperate with the DOJ to lower the temperature because things have gotten out of control. But here's the rest of Conway, clip 13. I don't know what the defense is. That's why we're hearing all this stuff where they, you know, to use Bannon's favorite phrase, they, they're flooding the zone with excrement. I won't use the actual <laughs> word it, because they're just throwing everything out um, uh, because they got nothing else. They say, oh, well, he turned the documents over, but it, he would have turned the documents over if they had asked. They did ask. Well, he turned them over and then well, he declassified them by holding holding them to his head and, and, and with brainwaves. I mean, it doesn't it just doesn't stop. I mean, there's the, 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 the craziness of some of the assertions that they're made. And, and, and so I, I just think and I just think that this is he realizes the jeopardy he's in. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. What you just If you're having trouble sleeping, ask your doctor about Bidenica, the sleep aid made from 100% Joe Biden press conference. The best way to get something done, if you, if it holds near and dear to you that you uh, um, like to be able to, anyway. Bidenica has a patented blend of confusion and forgetfulness that will calm the most overactive brains. COVID has taken this year, just since the outbreak, it's taken more than 100 years. Look, here's the lives. It's just, it's, I mean, you think about it. When they sold out American jobs and killed the Keystone Pipeline, 
It kept me up all night worrying about how we pay our bills. But then I got Bidenica, and I've never slept better. Sometimes when I get hopped up on sugar, my parents give me Bidenica so I pass out. Other times they give it to me during the day, probably so they can do the deed. Gross. Warning. People who have used Bidenica have experienced rapid lying and an inability to secure the southern border. Others have hallucinated and fought breakfast cereals. Corn Pop was a bad dude. Ask your doctor if Bidenica is right for you. Oh, a year ago today, we were joking about Bidenica. We were saying Biden's elevator doesn't go all the way to the top floor. You know, everybody had a take on the guy. If you like Biden so much, name three of his complete sentences. And that was the running joke on this show. But a year ago, it actually got serious for the first time in this presidency as we saw a president completely overwhelmed on the world stage by the Afghan troop withdrawal. Today marks one day, one day, one year of the actual fall of the Afghani government. Remember, Joe Biden was out there a year ago yesterday promising us it wasn't going to fall. The army was trained. (laughs) They had it under control. You're not telling me the truth. Yeah, as Biden was telling us that they had this, that they were trained, that this was absurd. How dare you say that? At the very moment he was speaking, the president of Afghanistan was jumping on a plane with all the money he could find and fleeing the country. Okay, and our intelligence community knew that, but Biden got out there with a straight face and just lied. Okay, he was polling above water, slightly above water in August of 2021. His numbers had come down to earth because they had failed to get COVID under control. If you remember, he ran on, I'm going to shut down the virus. I'm not going to shut down the economy. I'm going to shut down the virus. Not even close. Okay, we've actually just finally given up on COVID. With Biden telling us, if you remember back in December, ah, there's no federal solution to the virus. I don't know why everybody's looking at me. Oh, I don't know, because you ran on that. Okay, but as we sit here today with Jill Biden, Jill Biden now testing positive for COVID, another vaxxed and quadruple boosted person testing positive for COVID. The White House telling us that she is remaining behind in South Carolina while the president heads to Washington and then on to Delaware at the end of the day today. Now, take heart, Jill. You're not the only person he left behind. At least it wasn't in Afghanistan. But here is Biden a year ago. This is when his credibility, okay, on a mainstream level, took a complete dump, okay, a year ago today. Heading into this clip I'm about to play you, understand that people who were calling a fair fight knew he was already full of it because we had lost our minds over Georgia's voter ID law. If you remember... Joe Biden, the guy who promised to be President Unity, with a straight face, told us asking for voter ID was Jim Crow on steroids. This is Jim Crow on steroids, what they're doing in in Georgia. Imagine that. It's Jim Crow on steroids is what he said. Don't you have any respect for yourself? No, he didn't. So we knew he was a liar. Okay, they moved the Major League All-Star game out of Georgia over voter ID, saying it was worse than Jim Crow. Jim Crow, where they beat people, attacked them with dogs, where those Democratic-run Jim Crow states in the South were physically using violence to deny people access to vote. Joe Biden tried telling us with a straight face that this was worse than Jim Crow. Okay, any self-respecting person heard that and was like, oh, I get it. This guy is, uh, you know, totally full of Uh, Makes sense now. okay? so his credibility was shot way back when. okay? but to mainstream media types who had been shilling for him. 
Biden's stance on Afghanistan forced them into a position where they had to choose between shilling for him or hurting their own credibility even more. And a lot of them made the decision to distance themselves from what was obviously a lie because they didn't have a lot of credibility to spare. This is a media that told you for three years Trump was a Russian asset controlled by Vladimir Putin. And how did that work out? It didn't work out. Okay, so when the Biden thing happened, understand, at that point, you started to see the occasional, just the occasional scrutiny from the media because they wanted to look objective and they knew they couldn't get out there with a straight face and sell the Afghan troop withdrawal as a good thing because everyone's eyes had shown them. People clinging to the wheels of cargo jets, families throwing their babies over barbed wire fences in hopes that someone would just ship them out of the country rather than living under Taliban rule. And why was this happening? Because Joe got Biden, the man you're about to hear in this clip, made the decision to pull our military troops with the guns out before our civilians with the iPhones. That's stupid. Use your common sense. Here is the Biden clip, and it's a fascinating one. If you haven't heard it, I want you to understand, this is the eve of everything going down, clip 37. The likelihood there's going to be the Taliban overrunning everything and owning the whole country is highly unlikely. Your own intelligence community has assessed that the Afghan government will likely collapse. That is not true. They clearly have the capacity to sustain the government. Do you see any parallels between this withdrawal and what happened in Vietnam with some people feeling... None whatsoever. There's going to be no circumstance where you see people being lifted off the roof of a embassy of the United States from Afghanistan. There were tens of thousands of people airlifted off of roofs and airports and runways. In fact, Biden went on to praise it as the greatest airlift in the history of this country. Biden sucks. I mean, really think about that. There's not going to be any. It's not going to be any airlifts. You're not going to see images like the fall of Saigon. A week later, he's telling you, how about them airlifts, huh? You suck. I mean, terrible. But that was the moment when his credibility just flew out the window with a lot of people that, again, were objective observers. Most people in this country, it's hard to imagine if you spend a lot of time on Twitter or Facebook, you know, social media in general, because that's not the real world. Most people in this country still give a new president a chance regardless of what's going on in the media because they're smart enough to recognize that as they go, we go. You understand? I always give you the analogy that I root for the president no matter who it is. Whether I like their policies or not, I want them to do a good job. I want the country to flourish. And I always say it's like growing up as a Yankee fan. I didn't like Roger Clemens because he pitched for our arch rival, the Red Sox. Well, one day I got out of bed and Roger Clemens was pitching for the Yankees. I wasn't going to start rooting against the Yankees to lose games. So I started rooting for Roger Clemens. Well, in the bigger picture scenario, America is my Yankees. Okay, I didn't like Joe Biden. I didn't vote for Joe Biden. But Joe Biden became the president. I wanted Joe Biden to do a good job. But has Joe Biden done anything remotely close to a good job? The answer would be no. No, and he's lied about everything. Okay, but this was a big one because he was out there lying And he was lying juxtaposed against imagery of a country in shambles, a country where a terror group. We went to Afghanistan to make sure it wasn't a breeding ground for terror groups. We chased the Taliban out of control 20 years ago. That's why we went. 
Well, 20 years later, we spent a trillion dollars, sacrificed tens of thousands of lives, and we left with the same terror group in charge of the country. That can't be good. Except in this instance, understand, they were in charge of the country, and now we're now sitting on $85 billion worth of American weaponry that we left behind. So you understand, okay, Afghanistan was a failure, not only because it destroyed Biden's credibility, not because it un, not only because it undid the whole point of investing 20 years and, and countless lives, but because it emboldened our enemies on the world stage. Okay, you know why Ukraine got inv- got invaded by Russia and Vladimir Putin? Because of what they saw in Afghanistan. Do you know why China is encircling Taiwan right now and shooting off missiles at all hours of the night? Because of what they saw in Afghanistan. You know, while Kim Jong-un, little rocket man, is now lobbing missiles into the ocean again because of what he saw in Afghanistan. They see weakness in this presidency. A year ago, we were joking about it. I was playing clips from my son being, oh, you know, Biden, the elevator doesn't go to the top floor. We have a president that is clearly not all there. And we were laughing about it because it's a coping mechanism for a lot of people like myself. But a year ago, it stopped being a joke because we got service members killed. We left Americans behind. We left allies behind. We destroyed our credibility on the world stage. You understand, the Afghan interpreters, the people who worked with us undercover that we abandoned, okay, they are now sitting behind enemy lines at the behest of a Taliban, Okay, who is rooting them out at all hours of the day. I got a bad feeling about this. A Taliban that is clearly friendly to Al Qaeda because we just killed an Al Qaeda leader there 10 days ago. Which, by the way, we were told, well, don't worry about it. Okay, Afghanistan's not going to fall. All right, well, it fell. But don't worry about it. We have assurances from the terror group, you know, the Taliban, that they're not going to bring in other terror groups like Al Qaeda. What do we find out? The leader of Al Qaeda is hanging out in Afghanistan. Why does he feel safe there? Because the Taliban isn't dealing straight with us. Okay, and rational people know this. So you understand a year ago today is when Biden's credibility just fell off a cliff because people who were giving him the benefit of the doubt, they said, oh, I might not have voted for this guy. Or maybe I did because I just didn't like Trump. Maybe that was their justification. I don't know. But a lot of people give a president a much longer leash than the media does. Okay, in the media, they're selling hate and division 99% of the time. Okay, if you're on the left side of the aisle and you work in the media, you are selling a grievance politics. That's what you do. That's why they hate Fox. We'll say nice things about America. They're like, how dare they? They're systemically racist. What do you mean? Support the cops. Do you remember that? Do you remember when people were yelling Black Lives Matter and people on the right were like, of course they do, dummy. All lives matter. And they were like, that's racist. And you're like, what do you mean that's racist? Remember when we stuck up for the cops and they were like, oh, hell no, can't be sticking up for no cops. That's what they that's what these people are. They're selling grievance. But to objective observers who don't buy the grievance, who just are impartial observers, people give Joe Biden the benefit of the doubt. There is a thing called wisdom. OK, this guy's in his late hundreds. You think he might have accumulated some during a, you know, one of those countless laps he's taken around the sun. But Afghanistan was the moment that crystallized everything we'd been warned about by other Democrats. Okay, Robert Gates, defense secretary under Barack Obama, famously said in his autobiography, this is a guy who's been wrong about every major foreign policy decision of the last four decades. Barack Obama, by the way, didn't endorse Joe Biden. 
okay, until every single Democratic candidate had dropped out of the nominating process, at which point he was still caught on a hot mic saying, don't underestimate Joe's ability to F things up. Come on, man. But understand, up until Afghanistan, we hadn't seen the catastrophe in action. But that was the moment Joe Biden got out there and lost every objective observer because as people were clinging to wheels and babies are getting thrown over, you know, fences and women are getting beaten by the Taliban. Okay, Joe Biden told us all was well. Come on, man. And it's never been the same. White House girls send Biden to bed early Because he's really old and he's senile He makes up so much crap the country's worried He's lying like it's going out of style You can't hide Joe Biden's lies For a while they made Saki try I thought by now they'd realize There ain't no way to hide Joe Biden's lies Don't go anywhere. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We'll be right back. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Today, of course, marks the one-year anniversary of the Afghan troop withdrawal. It's a a very significant day for a, a multitude of reasons. It's also the day Elvis Presley died in 1977, the king. We'll get to that later because I grew up in a big Elvis house. And, of course, it is our engineer Josh Harmon's birthday. But right now, Trey Yanks, another Fox employee, has the floor. Uh, He had some questions for the Afghan Foreign Affairs Ministry uh, post-withdrawal about the freedom, the rights of women. Uh, This is clip 38. Are women free in Afghanistan? Of course. Women can't go out in public alone at night. They can't serve in senior government roles. They have to be covered when they go into the streets of Kabul. How can you describe this as free? The laws of the country regulate how people conduct themselves when in the public. Uh, That does not in any shape, way or form mean that someone is free or is not free. You're lying your ass off. So women can't go out in public on their own, can't drive a car, can't go to a library. But they're free. That's what they they want you to believe. (laughs) They're not free. Okay, for all the talk, and this is why people get so frustrated with the social justice crowd in this country, for all the talk about oppression and, you know, everything in between, there's real oppression going on in the world. Okay, like women think if you take away their right to have a baby an hour before it's born, that we're somehow living in the handmaid's tale. 
Okay, they're using terms like forced pregnancy on the left right now. Is if someone forced you to have sex, forced you not to take the pill, forced you not to get a device, forced you not to abstain, forced you not to use male protection. Okay, a forced pregnancy makes it sound like, like we push you into a factory and we're like, as a pregnant, you go into the pregnancy farm like it's a puppy mill. Okay, we sell grievance in this country. Okay, mainly because most politicians on the left don't want to solve problems. They want to run on them. When you're right, you're right. And you're right. Okay, so we make up wild exaggerations about oppression and people being under attack. If you're a woman living in Afghanistan, you have no rights to understand. You know, we talk about oppression here in America when there's actual slave labor making most of our American products over in China. You know, and we talk about things like uh, voter suppression. You know, we've got to send 40 billion to Ukraine or democracy dies. Meanwhile, Ukraine is number one on the world list of corruption risks. Number two, they literally banned their opposition party. They're like, ah, you guys aren't allowed to talk. I mean, understand that there's bad things going on in the world. For a long time, we had the luxury of not really speaking to them of not really being inconvenienced by them. But the problem with globalism is it intertwines everything and it shines a light on everything, which is why everybody in the NBA who goes out and tells you, oh, oppression and defund the police and we're not safe. And you're like, dude, okay, your sneakers are being made by a third grader. Okay, who, if he's lucky, is going to sew enough shoes this quarter that they'll give him a swing set in the break room, which I'm kidding because those kids don't even get breaks. But the point is, what they're doing in Afghanistan is real oppression, okay? They are oppressing women, and we're only in a position where they have that kind of power because we pulled out and collapsed their government. Oh, you're right. And when you're right, you're right. And you, you're always right. I'm telling you because I care. This was a disaster that set off a daisy chain of other foreign policy disasters. That's the bottom line one year later. And all the lies in the world of this was good and we did a good thing. They're all, I mean, come on. You can't handle the truth. Bottom line. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, you bet it is. And we are fired up. For a big hour of Fox Across America with your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon, a man who did not just test positive for COVID, uh, but First Lady Jill Biden did. Uh, just hours ago, the White House announcing she will remain behind in South Carolina while Joe Biden travels on to Washington, D.C. to sign the ref- re- I can't even say it. It's such a scam. The Inflation Reduction Act. Democrats are so full of crap. And we can make that claim because the CBO and the Congressional Joint Committee have both acknowledged that the bill will not reduce inflation. We're going to be discussing it in this hour with Florida superstar Congressman Byron Donalds. Uh, Your fine self, welcome as well. 888-788-9910. You know the rules. I say them every day. I say them every hour to the point of exhaustion. You know, you can be a Republican on this show. You can be a Libertarian. You can be an Independent. Be anything you want to be. I don't care. You could identify as a Pokemon. It doesn't matter, okay? All we ask is that you don't be a That is all. Uh, I'm talking in kid terms, playing some drops from my son Lincoln Fala. Because the kids in education in this hour, as we get into all of this hullabaloo in D.C., the kids are not the priority. D.C.'s Mayor Muriel Bowser, okay, announcing that, you know, they want a, they want a uh, vaccine mandate for kids to return to school, 
okay, in Washington, D.C. Okay, here it is, uh, the statement released on the Department of Education website. Beginning in the 2022-23 school year, the COVID-19 vaccine is required for school enrollment and attendance in the District of Columbia for all students who are of an age for which there is a COVID-19 vaccination fully approved by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. Now understand, in D.C., that would mean students aged 12 and up would have to be vaccinated or they'd be unable to attend school in person. Now, I have multiple problems with this. One is, I don't know, let's just ask a basic question. Does the vaccine stop anybody from getting or spreading COVID? The answer would be no. So the reality is, again, you've got to this is happening at the same time. It's like you can't make this stuff up. The first lady has been vaxxed and boosted. She's been four to a quadruple vaxxed. Her and Joe Biden, okay, have been quadruple vaxxed and they've both gotten COVID in the past two weeks. Okay, juxtapose that against the fact that children, thank God, are the least susceptible demographic to, number one, catching COVID, but number two, having health problems when they do. Thankfully, by the grace of God, when China made this thing in the lab, okay, it was not constructed in a way that was particularly adverse to young, healthy children. Thank God. Okay, I'm not trying to be cavalier with the health of your child, but anybody forcing your child to get a vaccine you don't feel comfortable giving to him or her, is being a little cavalier with the health of your child, especially when we now know that this is a personal decision. Getting vaccinated does not stop the spread of the virus. We know that. The CDC now admitting in its own guidelines that the unvaccinated will not be treated differently than the vaccinated and that people can now for the first time incorporate natural immunity into their defense against COVID. Now, doctors have been screaming that for two years, but the CDC was like, no, You got to get the vaccination because everybody on the board owns Pfizer stock and we want to make money. Have you ever read the Rob report? You know how expensive those Lamborghinis are? You think they just give away ski houses in Tahoe? You don't think I want to go to Vail, Colorado, fly a private jet, you know, out to Aspen? Get the damn shot. Okay, and that's been the mantra. Okay, Pfizer CEO, Albert Borla, just announced that he has COVID. So now the CEO of Pfizer, the poor guy, has to choose between one of the 10 mansions he bought while claiming that people who got vaccinated couldn't get COVID. That was the sale for the last two years. Well, if you get vaccinated, you're not going to get COVID. Okay, we were told again and again, I have clips of Joe Biden telling it to you that if you are vaccinated, you won't get COVID. Because you can't build a wall high enough to keep out a, 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 a vaccine. The vaccine can stop the spread of these diseases. And so everybody talks about freedom and not to have a to have a shot or have a test. Well, guess what? And so how about patriotism? How about making sure that you're vaccinated so you do not spread the disease to anybody else? What about that? What's the big deal? We're not in a position where we think that any virus, including the Delta virus, which is much more transmissible and more deadly in terms of non-unvaccinated people, the, vi- the, the, the various shots that people are getting now cover that. They're, they're, you're okay. You're not going to get COVID if you have these vaccinations. Continue to spread the diseases. And so we should think of in the patriotic duty, whether you're, whether you're working in a supermarket to make sure you have been vaccinated so you're not spreading anything to anyone else, or you're not likely to get the virus, whatever, vi- and Delta still is the worst 
The guy who said that, the guy who just assured you four times that vaccinated people couldn't get COVID, has COVID. So I guess we have some issues. <laughs> the guy's wife has COVID. Okay, so the idea that we are going to deny kids in Washington, D.C. and education. Yo, kids have really been screwed up. I talk about this a lot on the show. You hear my son come on the show. Lincoln and Jenny are going to be on the show this Thursday. You'll hear them both. Okay. I really take this issue seriously. I don't bring a lot to the table as a parent. You know what I'm saying? You've probably heard me tell the story that when I was homeschooling Lincoln, I was his Spanish teacher for two days. And at the end of the second day, he asked me what date we celebrate Cinco de Mayo on, at which point I lost my homeschool teaching job as a Spanish teacher. Get him out of here. Yeah, I mean, seriously. Okay, what I bring to the table is, yes, I've taught the kid to enjoy himself and be considerate of other people. And he has a good sense of humor and we play a lot of video games. I spend a lot of time. I'm very involved in his life. But when it comes to the dad stuff, okay, what I'm trying to emphasize over and over and over again. Okay, it's a term they use in Washington, D.C. that they don't actually mean. When you hear D.C. say, oh, common sense this, common sense that, that's just them social pressuring you into agreeing with them. Oh, it's common sense. Who doesn't want to agree with our common sense gun law? That'll, you know, take the guy who's a law-abiding citizen and put him at a disadvantage against the criminal who doesn't have any respect for the law. It's just common sense. Give the criminals the advantage. No, that's not common sense. It's like when they tell you about climate initiatives. These are just common sense climate initiatives. We're just going to railroad our whole economy and let China produce all our infrastructure, even though they're not paying any attention to climate change whatsoever. It's common sense. We'll destroy our manufacturing base and give our number one geopolitical foe the economic advantage. Common sense. But you're like, wait, what? It's not common sense. Okay, but common sense, basic things. Okay, I take... My role on this show as a parent very seriously. I know there are other parents listening. It horrifies me when parents tell me that they and their kids listen to me and my kid because that ain't good. I mean, I'm just I'm telling you because I care. I know we're having a good time, but we're not always playing good fundamental ball in the fail house. We're just eating and laughing and having a good time. But when it comes to this thing with the kids, okay, I really care, man. I was home watching Lincoln homeschool. I mean, Lincoln was coming on the show telling you they're not learning anything when they homeschool. They know how to glitch out so they can get out of lessons. You don't have the same level of engagement. No teacher would tell you that they feel like they're getting through to students when a teacher is looking down at 30 individual thumbnails on a tiny screen instead of interacting in person. I can tell you this from doing TV, okay? The one thing you'll hear every single person on TV tell you is like, oh, it's so much better now that we're back in studio. You don't have that little delay that interrupts the natural energy of a conversation, you know, slows down your ability to connect or turn a sentence around or make a fast joke. It's so much better in person. Okay, we know from the American Academy of Pediatrics, kids are safer in a classroom than they are at home. This was before we even had a COVID vaccine. Okay, remember that. In the fall of 2020, the American Academy of Pediatrics said kids were better off in the classroom, even as COVID pre-vaccine was ravaging the rest of the country. Why? Because thankfully, by the grace of God, kids weren't particularly vulnerable to COVID. But they also understood that COVID made it easier for teachers to diagnose kids that were in abusive homes because you saw a kid in person and interacted with them as opposed to having one tiny thumbnail on a screen along with 30 other thumbnails on a screen. Okay, kids who were special needs kids who needed more attention couldn't get them in a 30 thumbnail on a screen scenario. Okay, and if you had a kid, heaven forbid, who was from a malnourished home 
okay? A lot of kids got their only hot meal of the day at school, their only nutritious meal of the day at school if they happen to be from an impoverished, malnourished home. All of that goes out the window when you force kids to stay home. Never mind that it knocks their one of their parents out of the workforce because daycare in a lot of instances is more expensive, okay, than what these people are going to make going to work. So they just stay home. So you understand all of this stuff is done in protecting your children, but it's not protecting your children, okay? Because number one, we know the vaccine isn't stopping anybody from getting or spreading COVID. Number two, we know there's no data, no data. They still haven't given us that data on vaccine and boosting your kids and it producing more antibodies and getting you in better shape with your kid, okay? But what we do know is there's mountains of data that say kids don't learn when they're not in school. I love the poorly educated. Well, he's in luck. A reporter asked Muriel Bowser, she's a Washington, D.C. mayor, about low vaccination rates. Okay. And this is a great response. Here it is, clip 25. We have reporting that around 40% of black students in the district are unvaccinated. And therefore, under the district's current policy regarding schools, will be unable to attend school come uh, the school semester starting. So why is the district con- continuing with this policy when it seems to disproportionately impact black students? Um, I don't think that that number is correct. Um, we have a substantially few fewer number of kids that we have to engage with vaccination. Um, and I explained why it's important. Um, it's important for the public health of our students and that we can maintain safe environments. You're a bald-faced liar. A liar. It's so funny because the reporter who tweeted that made it a point to remind everybody he was quoting her numbers. Those are her numbers. That's the D.C. Board of Education that says 40% of unvaccinated students are black students. So you're telling me that this is going to take black students and throw them out of the classroom. It's going to inhibit their learning. It's going to hold them back academically. This is done by the woke left who wants you to believe they're just looking out for people. Everything woke turns to Really does. I mean, you got to understand what we're talking about here. Okay, high-profile Democrats are testing positive for COVID. They have COVID. Jill Biden has COVID right now. Joe Biden has COVID. Okay, he had a relapse of COVID. After getting it once and taking Paxlovid, and then what do they all do? They make the same embarrassing announcement. Well, I got COVID. I just want to thank God I'm vaccine boosted or it would have been worse. What do you mean? You're telling us the vaccine didn't work. The vaccine's job is to stop you from getting COVID. You'll never see me make an announcement. Oh, Jenny and I are expecting a baby. Thank God we used a condom or she would have been really, really pregnant. I mean, we'd be having like octuplets or something. I mean, this is crazy. Okay, they keep advertising the vaccine by reminding us it doesn't work. Yo, there's a reason they don't show scenes from the movie Titanic during Carnival Cruise commercials. You know, you're not supposed to remind people the ending isn't always great when you partake in a particular activity. But there they are. Okay, and all of this stuff is happening with no regard for how it affects the kids. Keeping unvaccinated kids home will not increase the spread of COVID. Doesn't do it. Okay, we have no data that says the unvaccinated are spreading COVID more quickly than the vaccinated. We don't have that data. It doesn't exist. Okay, none of these woke initiatives. You know, another one's a great one. I talked about this on America's Newsroom today. Out in Minnesota, the teachers union. This is so bananas, man. So I wish I was making this up. Minneapolis Teachers Union, they have an agreement that stipulates that white teachers, white teachers will be laid off first 
in the event of any type of a downsizing. What the hell did you just say? True story. The agreement it was reached to end a two-week teacher strike last spring says starting this school year, if accessing a teacher who is a member of a population underrepresented among licensed teachers in the state, the district shall access the next least senior teacher who is not a member of an underrepresented population. To put that in English, if you are a white teacher, regardless of seniority, you are getting laid off first. It's people with a dirty mind that think like that. Oh, it's disgusting. It's racist. Understand. If you put out, I mean, how, you, how can you tell me it's not racist? I hate saying that. I don't like calling things racist because it's all anyone does anymore. But you understand, if someone puts out a press release saying, hey, we're firing the black teachers first, dude, this country would be on fire. But my bigger issue beyond the racism is, again, this is an initiative that doesn't prioritize the well-being of the kids. Kids need merit-based teaching. Okay, the United States ranks 38th in the world in math. Okay, about 45th in science. And that's only going to get worse now that we've got Democrats telling us there's no biological differences between men and women. Boys have a penis. Girls have a vagina. But understand, okay, the average American school kid thinks two plus two equals jello. Okay, they don't need inclusion in the faculty room. They need people who know what they're doing. He's a lousy dad, but he's right. It's hard to describe. It's not a matter of, it's a matter of, you just, oh, in the club, I mean, um, as, as, and, uh, you know. It's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. You know, so, uh. It is Fox Across America. Your main man, Jimmy Fallon. We're going to be rapping with Florida Congressman Byron Donalds. Joining us in a little bit. He's doing grown-up stuff in Washington right now. Back here in New York, we have like it's great. It's like a real Housewives episode going down right now. Where Manuel Castro, uh, he's of course the commissioner of the New York City Office of Migrant Affairs. He and Eric Adams are throwing their Merlot. Adams loves the Merlot. He loves hanging out in the champagne rooms at all the New York's nightclubs. He wants to be Jay Z. Uh, we hired him to make sure the subway, the J train, and the Z train, <laughs> the J and the Z run. But he's been running to the champagne room. But they're in a tit for tat with Greg Abbott down in Texas. And uh, earlier today, Dan Patrick, the lieutenant governor, you've heard him on this show quite a bit, uh, was on America's Newsroom talking about the fact that all of these Democratic cities that are hooting and hollering about how dare you send migrants to our city? Oh, hell no. Ain't nobody got time for that. Okay, don't understand the real problem here is not Greg Abbott. It's not Dan Patrick. It's the president of the United States. That's true. That is true. Because if Biden is securing the border, we don't have all these excess migrants to send on field trips. But here is Manuel Castro batting leadoff, clip 33. Again, we have serious issues about the way that Governor Abbott is treating asylum seekers, especially uh, because this is supposed to be a voluntary uh, bus ride, and it appears that it's not. And so, again, we're calling to question uh, what Governor Abbott is doing. Is this a political ploy? Are you stupid or something? No one's making them get off the bus, and they can get off whenever the hell they want. He's saying people are being held against their will. Here it is, clip 34. We're concerned about people being held against their will, uh, people who are on this bus whose final destination is not New York City. We've heard from uh, the individuals that arrived here that many, in fact, most people that started off in Texas had to get off on their way here. Some were being refused. Uh, to be allowed out of the bus. You suck, you jackass. 
Oh, my goodness gracious. But again, what is he yelling about? Okay, New York is supposed to be a sanctuary city. We're now being told migrants are going to get put up at the former Milford Plaza, a hip, trendy hotel, according to the website. They're now getting four-star accommodations here in the city, all for doing what? Breaking the law to get into this country. Do you remember when the DOJ told us they raided Mar-a-Lago? Because nobody's above the law. Nobody's above the law. That is a fact check false. You know, unless you are illegally crossing our border or deleting 33,000 emails under subpoena. Or, oh, I don't know, selling access to our government while your dad's the sitting vice president or causing $2 billion worth of property damage at a riot. You know, falsifying documents to get a FISA warrant against a political opponent. But aside from that, nobody's above the law. Come on, man. This is... This is total crap. Introducing Woke Rock, the gender-neutral album that's got everyone coming to terms. Twelve inclusive anthems everyone can live by. So good, it's dangerous. Oh, here they come. Watch out, dear, they'll chew you up. Oh, here they come. They're with them, eat up. Woke Rock. Available on college campuses and corporate boardrooms everywhere. Your birthing person don't dance and your parent don't rock and roll. We've never sold a copy, but we identify as number one on the charts. Oh, I don't doubt that they do. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Yeah, the copies of Woke Rock not exactly flying off the shelves these days. Just one more thing we'll discuss with Florida Representative Byron Donalds when he joins us here shortly. Um, The conversation today, if you're just joining us, has revolved around two things. One, the update on the FBI raid at Mar-a-Lago is that the Trump lawyers are demanding we release the affidavit to the public so everybody can know what the real information was they were looking for and how they went about getting this raid justified. Again, it's an unwarranted raid It's in the sense that it's never happened in the 246-year history of this country. And according to the leaks that have come out of the FBI to the Washington Post, this was all in the name of records, which we were told by members of our own intelligence community, ah, come on. It's got to be bigger than records. You can't just go in there for records. That's like way overkill, okay? Here is uh, Andrew McCabe, guy who did a lot of lying when he was running over at the FBI, but here he is, clip 20. This is such a bold, such a disruptive, such an aggressive mood. The idea that they would do this simply because they weren't getting the sort of compliance they were looking for out of securing the room with the documents and things like that seems really unimaginable to me. Um, It seems like they must have. I hope they had more than just that. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? I hear that that last line. It seems like they must have. I hope they have more than just that. Okay, but here's a newsflash. From everything we're being told, that's all it is. Okay, Paul Callen. Paul Callen, he was also 
on CNN. CNN is the worst. But here he is, flat out saying it's got to be about more than records. Clip 19. No, it's not enough to warrant all this. And this is a daring and dangerous move by the Department of Justice to serve a warrant on a former president and to raid his personal residence. Um, So I have to think that the Department of Justice must have something more than an argument about what kind of records have to be saved for a presidential library or the Library of Congress at some future date. They must, there's more to this than meets the eye, and I have to think that there's something a lot more serious that they think is being withheld uh, from the uh, presidential collection. Now, all this is significant. I played you those two clips. Why? Because they were uttered on the air before, before... Okay, we were told this was about potential records or potential classified information. Now, because the FBI won't leak the affidavit, they won't release the affidavit. They'll leak anything. Okay, they (laughs) they're leaking to the Washington Post like crazy. I mean, think about that. Merrick Garland, Merrick Garland last week gave his big press conference. And the point of the press conference was to say, yeah, I signed off on the warrant, but stop calling us names at the FBI. It's not nice that you slander in the FBI. You know, just because we falsified documents to get a political opponent, told the world there was Russian collusion and the whole thing went belly up, doesn't mean you shouldn't trust us. What a loser. And then what did they do? They leaked information to the Washington Post saying what? Oh, it could have been nuclear documents. Now, we don't know that because we haven't seen the details in the affidavit. This is very emblematic of the Mueller probe and that we're now getting anonymously sourced leaks to the media. And the media is running with them as if they're gospel. Journalism in this country is dead and buried. And they're only doing it. Why? Because it'll hurt their political enemy. Under, let me show you a quick contrast. Okay, really quickly. In the run-up to the 2020 election, Hunter Biden's business partner, Tony Bobolinsky, a living, breathing human being, says, yes, I am the man on the emails. Yes, I can corroborate these meetings took place. Yes, Joe Biden did meet with Hunter's business partners, even though he's told the media he had no idea what Hunter's business even was. Yes, Joe Biden got a cut of the money. Are you the big man, Joe? Hunter Biden's living, breathing business partner said yes. And the same media who is running with anonymously sourced leaks to hurt Donald Trump told you, well, we can't run this Hunter story. Who knows who this Bobolinsky guy is? We're going to need to do a little more research. That's why I don't read the newspaper, because it's garbage. And the editor that let it come out is garbage. Think about that, okay? They have corroborating witnesses who came forward with bank information, who came forward with physical financial transactions of money being sent to Hunter Biden from a Russian oligarch's wife. He's managing money for the Chinese government. And yes, he's getting millions of dollars from a Ukrainian energy company at a time when it's negotiating an energy deal with a government, the United States, that his father is the sitting vice president of. Hunter Biden's on that board simply because his dad is vice president. They weren't sitting around in Ukraine going, we got this energy company. We need to make some money. I've got it. We'll find a guy who's addicted to crack, knocked up a stripper, and was sleeping with his brother's widow. He looks good on the board. That's really going to help our public image. Let's go get that guy. But that is who they got because his dad was the vice president of the United States of America. I agree with that. The whole Hunter thing was a scam with corroborating banking information, with corroborating witnesses. And the media said they couldn't run it because that wouldn't be responsible. 
Yet we're out here running anonymously sourced bombshell leaks that Trump is selling nuclear secrets. Oh, my. No verification at all. Nobody will even put their name on it and they'll run it. That's the double standard that hurts all of us. I'm not defending Donald Trump. I'm defending sanity. I'm defending reason. The media's job is to hold people in power accountable. Okay, that's not what's happening here. The media should have a lot of questions for the Department of Justice right now. They're waging an unprecedented attack on a political rival, and there's not a word being said. Okay, understand that that puts all of us in harm's way because people don't trust the justice system. You know why they leaked nuclear? Are you ready? Are you ready? Because hearing something as sinister as nuclear buys them a lot more time. He knows what he's talking about. You go, oh, it's a nuclear weapons. Oh, we better, ho, 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 this is a big deal. You know, the FBI, they wouldn't just go after Donald Trump if they didn't have the goods on him. Wrong. You know, other than the Mueller probe and impeachment one, the whole Ukraine scam. And that's the problem with right now. Okay, they're saying things like nuclear. Maybe they'll turn out to be true, but we don't know that they're true because they won't release the affidavit. So I have one of two theories. Either they're uttering nuclear to buy themselves time or it's because Liz Cheney's dad told her Trump had weapons of mass destruction. (laughs) You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. I enjoyed it. It was an unbelievably interesting experience. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon trying to hold this country together. Now they say, like, defense wins championships, stuff like that. Well, we're bringing in some serious backup on the defensive line right now. A former Florida State Seminole who is now setting sack records in Congress from the 19th Congressional District of Florida. The great Byron Donalds returns to the show. Hey, man. Jimmy, I'm the backup now. No, no, I didn't say back. Did I say backup? I thought you said I was a backup defensive lineman. No, no, no. I said I need backup. I said I was bringing a dude. I should have also pointed out that he has a world-class ego in our locker room, by the way. (laughs) You never. I mean, (laughs) backups. We don't do that. Byron Donald just walked out of training camp, and now he's demanding an extension or he's not going to (laughs) play. That's amazing, man. Listen, you, you got it right. You got it right, man. Listen. Anyway, how you doing, Jimmy? I'm good. And I no, I always introduce you as an all pro. You stop it. You get a lot of respect on this show, and, and deservedly so. But I'm in, I'm talking in football terms because Biden is signing an Inflation Reduction Act uh, over at the White House. And if you had a challenge flag to throw on the sidelines, would you challenge uh, the play as stands as called in terms of reducing inflation? Oh, absolutely. I mean, this bill, America, is awful. This is an awful bill. And I think, one, number one, it's not going to reduce inflation. They lie to everybody. Uh, because their numbers are terrible on inflation, so they got to lie. Mm-hmm. Number two, everybody's been talking about the IRS agents and all this money going towards them. That's just ridiculous. makes no sense. The IRS is going to have one of the largest agencies, like the number two agency to, like, the military. That's Think nice. about that for a moment. The one thing that we actually have a responsibility to do, which is protect the homeland, the IRS is going to be the second largest agency. That's insane. And then the biggest one of all, and it's the one that does, has not been getting a lot of play because everybody's focused on the IRS and on the fact that they're doing all this Green New Deal stuff, which we shouldn't be doing anyway. Mm-hmm. But the other part is they're doubling the taxes on oil and gas. 
So at a time where everybody was already upset and furious that energy prices were through the roof, the only reason why gas prices are coming down is because we're in a recession. And when, you know, when you're in a recession, there's less people don't buy as much oil. So there's not, a much, there's not as much economic growth. So that's why we're in a recession. And then you're going to double the tax on oil and gas to raise the cost on oil and gas for people all across the United States? I mean, that's just stupid. I got like three, four flags on this thing. It's like unnecessary roughness because <laughs> there was no need to do this to the American people. Taunting because you told them it's going to reduce inflation and it doesn't. And I could go on from there. <laughs> that's so funny. Byron Donalds is on the line. He would tell you he's the self-proclaimed Andre Wadsworth of Congress. I mean, I, I'd give you at least a Peter Bulware. I mean, at the very least. You're a first-round pick. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, any, yes, yes, sir. That's what I'm talking about. Any, any way you slice it. But I love this idea, BD, that expanding the IRS won't lead to more middle-class audits. That's absurd. You know, the analogy I've been making is like, they hired 87,000 IRS agents. If you bought 87,000 red solo cups, you're probably having a keg party this weekend, no? Absolutely. That's the scam. And the uh, the middle class always gets hit. I mean, the most recent documentation we have is that last year over 50% of the audits in this country hit people earning less than $30,000. So there's no yeah. world where this is what they're telling us it is, and I think that's the biggest frustration. Have they just so this is the question I wanted to ask cuz you again, you said you're throwing all these challenge flags. Have they just spent their themselves to this oblivion where they just have to go after people to pay for this? Look, one of the things Republicans have been warning about for decades now with liberals is that they say they're going after the rich now, but there isn't enough money with the rich. People say, oh, yes, there is. These people have so much money they don't know what to do with. That's not the point. Yeah. There's a limit to which you can tax the quote-unquote rich because if you tax them too, too much, our economy shut down and nobody has any money. So they can't do that. So what they got to do is they have to go after the middle class. They have to go after poor Americans who are taking a deduction you probably shouldn't have taken, you know, something you didn't fully understand because nobody really understands the tax code. Mm -hmm. Like the, the big lie, you know, steal a line from the Democrats right now. Mm -hmm. The big lie is that people understand the U.S. tax code. Nobody <laughs> does. That's how crazy the thing is. And so you bring in all these agents, what they're calling it is tax enforcement. What they really want is to grab every single penny that they feel is owed the federal government so that they can pay for all of these crazy spending programs that we should not be doing. Let me give you one example. In this bill, we're going to be increasing the subsidies for solar panels. Mm -hmm. Now, mind you, solar panels are something that largely rich and middle, uh, upper middle income class people put on their houses because they have the money to do it, mm -hmm. right? So you're going to have the poor are going to pay their extra five bucks or ten bucks to the federal government because the IRS is going to audit them. So the rich can get subsidies for solar panels. And these solar panels actually come from China. And the minerals that are actually mined are mined by slave labor that the Chinese actually use to get the minerals to make the solar panels. I mean, this what? sounds like a great idea. <laughs> Are you telling me there weren't a lot of solar panels in the hood growing up? I lived in the hood on a hundred nah, second. No, nah, we, we didn't do that. <laughs> maybe if you maybe if you was at Rockaway Beach, you might have saw some. You know, but that was about it. <laughs> Well, that's what I was going to ask you. It's like when it comes to climate change, this is the part that I think is so tone deaf. Obviously, yes, it's giving a huge economic advantage to our number one geopolitical foe over in China. But number two, I don't think it's anybody's priority.
party but theirs. I think it's white coastal elites that push climate change. I, when you look at the issues that people care about, like inflation is A, B, C, and D, and we're not addressing that on any level. And that's the part that just drives me nuts, man. But I wanted to ask you this other thing, because we were reading about subsidies, subsidies for potential EV purchases to people earning over $300,000 a year. So essentially, I'm paying more taxes so some hedge fund dude can buy a side chick an electric Porsche. Is that true? Um, I don't want to speak about the side chick. I don't want to get involved in anybody else's business. But to the actual economic aspects, you're 100% correct. That's what's happening. I mean, this, this is what's happening, folks. You are you hard, hardworking Americans, small business owners are paying more in taxes just so rich people can get a new Tesla or they can get the new Lucid thing that's $200,000 a year. Yep. Or they can put solar panels on their house. And listen, I'm not a class warfare guy. I'm not over here trying to blame the no. quote-unquote rich. Not at all. It's not about that. It's about using the systems of government, forcing some people to pay for the political wet dreams of these knuckleheads in Washington. <laughs> well, you... I think I could say political wet dreams. No, on this show, come that. on, the bar is low. I mean, you get it. Um, listen, man, you talk about political wet dreams. I'll build on that. I think the biggest one is bringing down Donald Trump. Did you watch this raid on Mar-a-Lago and not want to throw a challenge flag at that? I mean, to me, it doesn't really pass the smell test. No, nah, man, they're fishing, man. They're... Listen, I... here's what I want America to understand. Mm-hmm. What we're watching the Department of Justice do is what, unfortunately, there's a bunch of prosecutors who have been doing this stuff for years, mm-hmm. where they basically lean on somebody and they just lean and lean and lean until they get what they want, mm-hmm. and then, then they act like, oh, we did this, you know, we uncovered this, this great, this great uh, scam <laughs> against the American people. Like, that's the stuff that prosecutors, unfortunately, have been doing for quite some time in a lot of communities, where not everybody looks at what goes on with the, with the criminal justice system. But that being said, they're doing it in the most disgusting and despicable way. Because at the end of the day, the president of the United States is allowed to declassify whatever that person sees fit. They are the executive branch. But the truth is, is that the Department of Justice, elements of the FBI, we know about the Democrats on Capitol Hill. Mm-hmm. They want Donald Trump, period. Yep. End of story. Number one, first of all, second of all, like MSNBC, they can't get enough of the guy. Yep. I don't know if they hate him or if they love him, because the only reason why they get a paycheck is because all they do is talk about Donald Trump all the time. <laughs> Dude, if they were talking about Joe Biden, nobody would pay attention to him. Nothing. So, you know, it's just what it is. But it's totally a fishing expedition. They want to get their man, quote unquote, um, and they're going to do whatever it takes in their mind to get him. But the one thing about Donald Trump. And this is why so many Americans appreciate him, mm-hmm. is he does not care. Nope. He's going to still come no matter what they do, no matter what they say, because in his mind, and he's right, these people are tearing apart the country. They're not focused on what matters for America. And somebody's got to stand up to this foolishness. And he's like, why not him? Listen, man, I brought you on uh, as a Florida State defender. Um, I Dare I yeah. say this was Deion Sanders-esque today. Listen, man, me and Prime, you know, that's one thing they teach you at Florida State. You know how to stand your, your stand your ground, make your positions be be felt, and also you know how to shine. You know what I mean? Byron, what uh, listen, Byron Primetime Donalds, I'm going to lose you to a commercial, but take a bow. This was epic. I'll see you soon, man. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, girl. We are getting ready for a big, dare I say, huge hour 
of Fox Across America with your main man, Jimmy Fallon. Rich Zioli is going to be here. He is a morning radio legend in the city of Philadelphia, a city that is dealing with all kinds of crime surges uh, because they've got a woke DA that doesn't want to lock up the bad guys. Everything woke turns to Man, I could play that drop a hundred times a day. He's going to stop by to discuss the fraud of woke policing as well as the fraud of climate change. Now, specifically, Leonardo DiCaprio, who was a hot topic of discussion when I was on America's Newsroom this morning. If you didn't see it, we will post the clip on the Fox Across America Facebook page. Go there. Be a part of the community. Not now. We got some radio to do. Where are you going? Hey, get back here. Log off. But the point is, okay, Leonardo DiCaprio and this whole climate thing hitting a really funny uh, little bit of a wall this week. In terms of the money that's being raised and the activities by the people raising it, meaning every single person who is telling you the world's going to end, we've got to reduce our climate footprint, the end is nigh. When they get done speaking, they pass around the collection hat. Please give us money. And then they fly off on a private jet. Democrats are so full of crap. Here it is. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Accused of traveling on gas-guzzling private jets and yachts while funding climate nuisance lawsuits. To put this in plain English, his foundation, the Leonardo DiCaprio Foundation, the actor founded it in the late 90s when he was making all that Titanic money. A lot of people don't know that iceberg was caused by climate change. I kid. But you're probably going to claim that at some point. (laughs) You know, the Titanic would still be here. Were it not for that iceberg. Okay. But essentially, his foundation's been taking in big money, okay? Those donations went up tenfold when the United Nations appointed him as a messenger of peace for his work on climate change. But he is being accused of flying 8,000 miles via private jet from Europe to New York City to accept an award in 2016. But the bigger accusation today, which is hard to follow, is that his foundation was taking what's known as dark money brought in from outside groups, whereabouts unknown, and then funneled through a law firm to agencies that were going to fight the fossil fuel industry. That's not right. So he was taking dirty money, overtones of money laundering, and then he was weaponizing that money through a law firm who was then suing fossil fuel companies, which, oh, lo and behold, winds up driving up your fuel cost in the long run as we fight this war in Washington to end subsidies for fossil fuels, you know, boost green energy spending, give subsidies to rich people so they can buy electric cars, stuff like that. Okay, Leonardo DiCaprio, who is, you know, on the front lines of doing this, albeit behind the scenes anyway, uh, is a guy is not practicing what he preaches, not even remotely when it comes to reducing his carbon footprint. And this is the problem a lot of people have with climate change. Okay, they keep telling us stupid things. Like I read you that CBS study yesterday where Nate Burleson read a report on air on CBS that climate change, climate change is responsible for childhood obesity. (laughs) Climate change. No, no, it's hot. They don't go outside when it's hot out. Kids don't go outside when it's hot. I'm telling you, it's not good. Yo, we always, always had hot summers growing up. 
Okay, climate change has nothing to do with the summer being hot. The summer was always hot, number one. Number two, when the summer was hot, we still went out the door. That's true. That is true. Okay, one of the main reasons why is we didn't have the stay-home options. Okay, we didn't have electronics and video games. We couldn't socialize through our phones. We couldn't socialize on the Internet. So we went out and we did this old-fashioned thing called talking to other human beings. That's a thing. I know it sounds crazy, but we used to make eye contact with people. We used to hang out in person. We'd play sports. We'd ride bikes. Dude, I used to play bike tag. It was outrageous. Like I'd, I, I wouldn't be home for like three days at a time. Now you've got an app on a kid so you can track his whereabouts on his phone. You put an ankle bracelet around him like he's, you know, some type of ward of the state. It's crazy. And one of the reasons, you know, kids are obese is number one, yes, they don't have the social incentive to leave the house, but are you ready for the big one? They also weren't allowed to because a lot of blue states shut down all their activities. What can I tell you, kid? You're right. When you're right, you're right. You're right. Whenever you hear about these things, like, oh, the kids aren't learning anymore. Oh, the kids are getting fat. Oh, the kids have social disorders. Oh, there's more speech impediments. Do you want to know why that's happening? Because they weren't allowed to go to school. Okay, remote learning fails our kids. And I bring this up because the D.C. Mayor, Muriel Bowser, has just implemented a vaccine mandate. Okay, New York City schools just announced moments ago during the commercial break that unvaccinated parents will have no access to schools this year. So if you're not vaccinated, you can't come to parent-teacher night. If you're not vaccinated, your kid can't come to school. Now, the CDC itself, to their credit, has found Jesus awfully late in the service and acknowledged that we shouldn't penalize people for being unvaccinated, which, oh, by the way, is going to lead to a lot of lawsuits because people got fired for being unvaccinated. We laid people off from their jobs, cops, firemen, frontline healthcare workers, people who were out there, OTR truckers, delivery guys, people who were out there holding this country together while everyone else was home watching Tiger King and learning to cook, we fired these people from their jobs if they didn't get a vaccine. This is absolutely gross. Okay, but understand, now that the CDC is acknowledging, oh, yeah, well, it turns out the vaccinated people are getting and spreading COVID like crazy. Okay, scientifically, they've been forced to acknowledge they don't have a leg to stand on. But a lot of these woke initiatives, like the things we're seeing you know, in D.C. and New York are still attempting to stand on them because it's what the teachers unions want. The teachers unions, they have uh, the most powerful, the most powerful lobbying cloud in D.C. So the Democrats do whatever the hell they want. Don't ever forget it was the National Association of Teachers that worked with Merrick Garland to craft that draft letter calling parents domestic terrorists for speaking up at school board meetings. So you understand, you go to a school board meeting and say, I want my kid to learn. I don't want him to be taught that he should subtract his penis before he can add numbers. But no, no, no. You're a domestic terrorist if you say that. What's wrong with you? What kind of monster? You know, if you showed up to school and said, I want my kid going in person because he's not learning at home. Domestic terrorist. You know, but if you loot a Nike store in the summer of 2020, burn down a black-owned business in the near north of Minneapolis... Kamala Harris, bail you right out of jail. Kamala's awful with her weird laugh. Ha-ha! We covered this last night on Gutfeld. The guy that Kamala bailed out, one of the rioters that she bailed out in Minneapolis, is now being charged with murder. Bailed him out, burnt down a business in the name of equality. That's what they were out there doing. Again, you're a domestic terrorist if you speak of the school board meeting. 
you're A-OK if you're just rioting and looting a store and setting something on fire. It's a two-tiered justice system. It's very dangerous for our country, as is all the climate crap, whether it's coming from Leonardo DiCaprio or the Al Gores of the world or the John Kerry's of the world, or we're talking about these CBS studies. Or CBS, oh, the kids aren't going out anymore because of climate change. It's hot out. Yo, it's the beauty of climate change. You can literally blame it for anything. And you don't even have to show any regard for prior precedent. It's like, oh, everybody's drunk at Mardi Gras. This climate change, unbelievable. Time was you went down the Mardi Gras to Silver. What's with all the blackjack in Vegas these days? It must be because they're air conditioned in the casino. You know, time was nobody went to Vegas and gambled. But now with the climate change, the roulette wheel is just making money left and right. Americans going broke because of the climate change. And I'm joking, but Americans really are going broke because of the climate change. Because why? Because we sacrificed 10,000 American jobs at the altar of environmental virtue signaling when we axed the Keystone Pipeline. Okay? When we declare war on the fossil fuel industry and add subsidies for domestic energy production, yes, it kills American jobs. And we were told by the White House, oh, don't worry about it. You'll get a green energy job. That is a lie. Nobody got fired from the Keystone Energy Pipeline and got a job the next day working on electric vehicles or windmills or anything in between. But the fallacy of all of this is that it can power our grid and make life sustainable. And the truth is it can't. And I can only make that audacious claim. Because if you look over at a place like Germany that has hit all its emission targets that we aspire to in the next 20 years, Germany has a, po- has a population not even a third the size of America's. And guess what they're doing in Germany right now? They're building coal plants left and right because their power grid can't handle that population. Oh, wow! But you want me to believe 330 million people will be A-OK on nothing but all of this renewable energy. Sell crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here. Again, you don't have to be a climate scientist to know that the wind doesn't always blow enough to power the country on windmills. The sun doesn't always shine enough to power the country on sun. None of this stuff is dependable. And when you force us into buying an electric car, you never acknowledge that that electricity has to come from somewhere. And 99 times out of 100, it's coming from coal because coal is supplying the energy that they're ultimately powering your electric car with. Never mind the materials to build that electric car. Never mind the minerals for that actual battery. And which countries like China benefit from that? We put ourselves at a massive disadvantage, massive disadvantage, when we empower the economies of our geopolitical foes like China at the expense of the American economy. But that's what climate change has done. I mean, that's the and, and it's the crazy part is it's the oldest joke in the book is that, oh, weather, that's a great job to have. You're a weatherman. You could be wrong 80 percent of the time and still keep your job. Woo. That's a funny gig. <laughs> But in the next breath, they want you to believe that, yes, even though the weatherman doesn't know what the weather's going to be tomorrow, somehow we know what the weather's going to be 50 years from now. I mean, dude, come on, man. Are you an idiot? But people love this stuff because climate change comes with the biggest heaping portion of, you know, self-righteousness, of moral superiority. Hey, we're saving the planet. We're not like those idiots over there. We're the good guys. We're listening to Leonardo DiCaprio, who's flying around in a private jet lecturing us to reduce our carbon footprint. We're listening to John Kerry, who's getting climate awards when he's not flying around in a private jet 
increasing his carbon footprint by 40 times the size of a normal traveler. Did you see the study we did last night on Gutfeld? How they're now pushing the consumption of insects as a mainstream form of protein? Yeah. Think of it, it's like huge. It's all over the media right now. No, no. The cows, they're no good. Cows emit gas. It's bad for the ozone layer. We need to get protein somehow, so we're going to start eating bugs. That's what we're going to do. We're going to start eating bugs. I honestly believe with a straight face they are punking us. I believe they are laughing at us, like the people who actually follow their leads. They're sitting on John Kerry's jet right now, banging down a steak, being like, we told these climate crusaders that they got to eat bugs, and they did it! (laughs) Dude, I mean, think about it. None of them follow through on anything they're demanding. Al Gore, say this all the time. God, global warming, we're all going to die. You got to reduce energy consumption. Al Gore has an electric bill that makes Las Vegas look Amish. It's one of the highest electric bills in the country at his Tennessee mansion. John Kerry, they're all flying around on private jets, laughing their asses off right now. I can't believe these guys are following us. And then they land the plane, they go give a quick speech, and they're like, Please give us money. That's all they want. Hey, world's going to end in five years. Please give us money. All right, we were wrong. Turns out it's going to be 10. Please give us money. And everybody just sits there in the speech like, oh, no, it's, it's going to end. I want to, I got to help out here. Pay up, suckers. And they do. And they're just laughing their ass. They're punking you. I really believe that. You got to reduce your carbon footprint. You got to eat bugs. That's what they're doing right now. They're flying around in John Kerry's jet listening to the Beatles while you're eating the Beatles. That's what's going on. <laughs> no, you don't understand. These idiots. They fell for it. These climate people, whatever we tell them, they just do. They're crazy. They really are. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It's like it's a it's a game changer. Oh, it's a big night. Out in Wyoming, we've got the primaries where Liz Cheney is up against it. And uh, nobody knows better than the legendary Reese who listens on KROE out in Sheridan, Wyoming. Yo, Reese. How are you, Jimmy? Now, I'm great. Are you nervous? I know you're a big Liz Cheney supporter. Come on now. <laughs> You're smarter than that. Man. Good for you. Hey, I was I was just calling to see what uh what your thoughts were around the primaries in Wyoming today and then in Alaska as well cuz uh we got Governor Palin mm-hmm. uh that's uh that's yep. running for I think it's Congress. either House or Senate. Yeah, no, she's remember. running for Congress. And you got Liz Cheney yeah. who will probably be on the next season of Dancing with the Stars with any luck. Uh I, I listen. God, I hope. Yeah. That would get horrible reviews. <laughs> well, they they got to do something with her because it doesn't sound like she's going to be in Congress, uh, nor should she be. You know, everybody conflating like it's so funny about the way politics work and how transactional people have become. Every single Democrat in Washington and every Democrat in the media wanted Dick Cheney tried at the Hague. They called him a war criminal. They wanted this man Ted. For 10 years. Then his daughter's like, I don't like Trump. And they're like, we love the Cheneys. We need more of these people. 
And it's so it, it really exposes the ridiculousness of how transactional our politics have become. But she's going to lose. I mean, that is my expectation. We have so many montages. We didn't even play them today of even there's a funny one from CNN where they're questioning people in Wyoming. And they're like, hell no, I'm not voting for Liz Cheney. And it doesn't sound like you are for real. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, like, I think there's a lot of people that really and that really like Dick Cheney mm-hmm. from Wyoming. Yep. Um, but they just don't really care much that for Liz. So. Well, you want to know what the issue is, man? The January 6th thing. OK, they're, tr- they're trying to make it into something it wasn't like everyone who watched it was like, OK, this isn't a good thing. But when they went out and put this committee together, you understand they denied the minority party being the Republicans the ability to appoint members to the committee, the ability to ref- to cross-examine witnesses. So this is a trial that has a prosecution but no defense because Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger are there representing the Republican Party, but they're not representing the Republican view, you dig? So it's very much emblematic of a show trial. That doesn't mean we think January 6th was fine. It just means that she is aiding and abetting this farce that's clearly designed to just hurt the Republican Party. And that's the bigger issue here is when you look at the raid on Mar-a-Lago, you look at the timing of the January 6th thing and how that's going to renew in September just in time for the midterms. You realize she's part of something that's a political stunt. Everything you tell me about integrity and standing up for something bigger than yourself. She read the tea leaves and thought this might be a better hand to play in the post inaugural, you know, melee in Washington, D.C., right around the time of Trump's first impeachment, second impeachment. But she just read the room wrong and she's going to pay a political price. Absolutely. And I'll tell you what, we are so uh, we're so blessed in Wyoming that that we can get rid of her, quite honestly. And we're blessed in America that we can vote against the people that go against our core beliefs. Like she has. So. You're, you're not wrong. I'm telling you, Reese. We got a lot of we got a lot of brilliant guys out there in Sheridan, Wyoming. That's why I don't visit. I wouldn't fit in. But we'll do it again. Keep up the good work, Rich Zioli. Checking in from Philly when we come back on the Big Bad One and Only Fox Across America. Oh, girl, it is Fox Across America with your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon, getting the band back together. One of my favorite people in the radio industry. He is a legendary superstar. I hope I'm saying this right. This is how he wrote it down on the card. But no, pound for pound, (laughs) as good as anybody in the business, uh, the legendary morning show host of WPHT in Philly, Rich Zioli, back on the show. Hey, girl. Jimmy. Jimmy, baby, I'm on my yacht. Why? I thought you were coming with me today. We're going to Davos. I thought you were joining me. <laughs> well, you, yo, you, do you be honest though, okay? Because it's radio. Is when you say a yacht, is it a raft you got with Marlboro Miles? Oh, please, this is a rowboat. <laughs> Come on, man, a raft. That's like living large. <laughs> do you remember back in the day when they had Marlboro Miles? So they would give these these guys who had smoked so many cigarettes, they got a free inflatable raft. The problem is none of them could blow it up. That's why I stick with the Bazooka Joe comic point. You know, you send in the prize, they'll mail it back to you. Everybody wins. Yeah, Bazooka, he'd never let you down. Although I don't know if he could be called Bazooka Joe anymore. I mean, isn't that, you know, vouching for weapon use and stuff like that? (laughs) 
It's very triggering to the left. Yeah, no, no question. He's gone now. It's Dreamcatcher Joe or something like that. <laughs> We're bringing up weapons. I mean, the nice thing about your job is you're in Philly, which has crime completely under control right now. Yeah, I mean, everybody's pitching in and doing our part to help with the carjacking. And by that, I mean, we're all carjacking. Why not? You know, you get away with it. So uh, it beats buying a car in this economy. That's for damn sure. Oh, it is It is so bananas right now. I mean, you, you know the deal. No, truly. I mean, Jimmy, it's not even a matter of they don't even want the cars. They just want the gas at this point. I'm not even kidding. They're, they're pulling out the uh, the gas tanks out of the car. That's Keep funny. The car. Just give me the gas. A guy comes up to your car at an intersection with a gun. You get out thinking he wants the car. He's like, no, no, man, I'm just going to siphon this. You sit back down. You good. Sit back down and relax. <laughs> oh, so sad. It's sad. Rich Zioli is on the line. It's from legendary WPHT in Philadelphia. So I was on America's Newsroom this morning uh, with Bill Hemmer and Dana Perino trying to keep up with the group. And uh, we were talking about climate change. We talked about two things. Uh, one was the CBS report blaming uh, childhood obesity on climate change. I got to be honest, I'm not a climatologist, but last I checked, Oreos, stuffed crust pizza, a much bigger culprit than the weather when it comes to obesity, no? I would think so, and I would think adding maybe Nintendo Switch, uh, uh, Xbox, anything that keeps a kid on his behind mm-hmm. eating Oreos and playing video games would probably do more than the weather would, I would think, yeah. True story. Lincoln Fela played so many video games, he didn't even know we had lockdowns till like three months in. He's like, you guys are home the whole time? He's like, I had no idea. So yeah, he's just banging out Fortnite, <laughs> yelling at his friends in the basement. But you make the point. It's that people just don't go outside anymore. That's the bigger thing. And we didn't have these options, for one. The other thing, though, and I didn't get into this on Newsroom, and thank God. I had a lot to say on this subject, but sometimes By the way— By the way, you look fantastic. Can I just tell you, you looked great. I even texted you, and I said— Baby, you look like a million dollars. I have the jacket, the tie, the whole look. He didn't mention that it was a million dollars Zimbabwe, though. It was a different <laughs> currency. It's like you look like a million bucks. It's, I mean, twenty-seven fifty here. But the point is, I appreciate that. Well, listen, you got to bring your A game on newsroom. But one of the things that happens, man, is you know, say that you show up, you're going to cover three stories, right? Uh, but yeah. sometimes the order changes because of breaking news and stuff like that. So literally the only story I wanted to talk about was the CBS report. Like I showed up. I'm like, oh, I have so many theories on childhood obesity. And it may be for my own good that I didn't get into them because this one I know could be a little controversial. But do you think on some level the era of body positivity is leading to just more you know, fat, unhealthy people because we're telling them it's wonderful and it's great and you're brave now if you weigh 600 pounds? Absolutely. And we should celebrate it. I mean, who are we to tell you to diet when we should be putting you on magazine covers if you're if you're obese? I mean, come on. It's, in the old days, you used to say, listen, for your own good, for your heart, uh-huh. for, your, for your longevity, you should get in shape and lose weight. Now it's how dare you be so mean to people. You should be celebrating their girth. Listen, I, I'm an expert on this because I was a fat kid. And no yep. joke, this time of year, my parents would take me back to school shopping for husky jeans. And that's not an exaggeration when I tell you that. My mom would take me to the beach and she'd give me a jello pudding pie. Jimmy, that's not even a pudding pop, which was kind of healthy. This was a pudding pie. This was like a, a hostess pie, but with pudding in it. Oh, I, remember I mean, was... it was a problem. But I recognized that it wasn't climate change that did it. It was the pudding pies and other (laughs) things that I was eating as well. And at some point, my dad said to me, listen, maybe one buttered roll on a Sunday morning and not two. Whereas if my dad said that today, he probably child services show up. He'd probably take me away from him. And they'd say, why are you not celebrating your son's largesse? (laughs) And the truth is we should 
not be celebrating this because it's not healthy. We don't celebrate smoking, Jimmy. No. I mean, to, to the chagrin of the Marlboro Man and the Marlboro Miles, we don't celebrate that. We don't celebrate drug use. Obesity is the number one killer in America. So why are we celebrating this? It's so true. Rizzioli is on the line. He's not welcome at a Lizzo concert. Um, but we're talking. <laughs> Listen, don't be a spaz, all right? They got to give away. They got to give away the tickets to the 99th caller because he's not allowed in. That's how it works on that show. <laughs> like, get out of here! But no, I listen. I agree. I, I am a fellow wearer of the T-shirt in the pool in my youth. You know, I do credit bullying to turning my life around in terms of my appearance because. You know, I was told I was fat every day, and, you know, some people are fine with it. Uh, to some extent, I was too. But, yes, I was encouraged to ultimately get in shape because getting in shape is better for you. But I think that's the problem we keep running into is a, no one wants to speak directly to issues anymore for fear of being labeled phobic or, you know, sometime, some type of bigoted. We're kind of doing that with monkeypox now. We're going to rename monkeypox because they think it's, you know, you're, you're being mean to the gay community, even if they constitute 99.9% percent of the cases, we're not supposed to say that. But I got to be honest with you. If, if I was in harm's way from this thing, I would just want to know how to not get hurt from the virus. I wouldn't be worried about getting my feelings hurt. But I think that's the problem. We're hurting people's physicality. We're hurting their well-being in an effort to avoid hurting their feelings. I just think we're going backwards in every way. Now, have we just reached old man get off my lawn phase or are we on to something here? No, we care. The message is Jimmy Fallon cares and Rich Giuliani cares. We care about people. Let's think about this. And I know that neither of us support lockdowns. And I think that the lockdowns contributed, as you as you uh, very uh, well articulated this morning on on uh, on, on Fox uh, Fox TV. I mean, this is it contributed to the childhood obesity. Schools were shut down. The kids couldn't play sports. Gyms were closed. Beaches were closed. Playgrounds were closed. Let's use that with monkeypox, monkey for example. We know that raves are a super spreader. We know bathhouses are super spreaders. We know multiple partners are causing all these things. If the left had any consistency, they would shut those places down mm -hmm. until the monkeypox pandemic went away. But they would not do that because it's politically incorrect and people would be offended by it. Now, again, I'm not advocating for that, mm -hmm. but this just shows how the left has no intellectual consistency because it, if it was really about public health, those places that are, are the super spreader places would absolutely have a do not cross caution tape across it. Just like it, I kid you not, my kid's playground did in town during the early months of COVID-19. He couldn't go on the seesaw, but guys can still go to the bathhouses. And that's just because the left does not want to embrace intellectual honesty and consistency. No, it's I, I actually agree with you, man. And, and I think that's a lot of people's frustration is there's a big gap between what people believe to be true and what people are willing to say. And that's how they get away with this stuff is because everybody's so scared of the blowback that we just wind up fighting the wrong battles. You know, even on the climate thing, okay, there's this big push. We covered this on Gutfeld last night. You know, and I'm sure you've covered this on your show at some point. They want everyone eating bugs Wait, have now. Wait, you've been on – were you – have you been on Gutfeld? And have you filled in for Tucker because I <laughs> – is that – you stopped. And you were on America's Newsroom this morning, right? I'm just, and also, have you ever driven a cab? I, I have people that really want to know. You stop it. Are you, are you, are you giving me a hard time for hitting people with my credits? Because I'm not. I'm, I'm trying to just make a point. God love you, Zioli. Everybody bust my balls. Uh, it's so funny. But no, the point we were making is that they are trying to push this idea that we should all be eating insects as a form of protein now. 
which is absurd. You know, you know, cows pollute. It's bad. We should be eating insects. And if you don't want to eat insects, you hate the planet of Earth. But I don't know that that's true. You might just like happiness. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, uh, the grasshopper cookies also do contribute to childhood obesity. I'm just throwing that out there. <laughs> no, look, listen, you're exactly right. They're, the left has this obsession, too. And a lot of people do that is when it comes to climate with all things renewable. And if they really wanted clean energy, they would get behind nuclear power in a heartbeat. I know you've talked about this many times. They get behind nuclear energy. They will not do it because they just have such an obsession with wind and with uh, hydro and and even the windmills kill birds. It's very ironic. But if we could just acknowledge that maybe we put our feelings aside, but if you start bringing up science and data to people they don't like that but there is uh we do have a right to be happy damn it we do which is yeah. why everybody should listen to your show because it does make you happy oh, that li- is science listen. i know that <laughs> uh yes say what you want about paying a radio host in tide pods and tequila but it creates a nice atmosphere <laughs> It creates a nice atmosphere. You know what I think happened, and no one ever talks about this. This is a weird analysis, but this is legit analysis. The left lost the country on climate change in terms of lifestyle changes to accommodate climate change with the paper straw. When the paper straw happened, they lost a lot of people that might have already been on their side, but they've had so many beverages ruined. I took Lincoln and Jenny to Sonic last week. Uh, I know I don't mean to show off. Nobody likes a bowler, but we went to Fender. Yeah, we went to Sonic for those half price milkshakes at two in the morning and uh, everybody's drink was ruined by a paper straw. Because the thing doesn't work. You can't get any liquid out of it. It's just no way to have a milkshake. And, you know, talking about things that really don't get spoken about, I bet you quietly, if you asked half the country, like if we brought back, you know, plastic, if we brought back plastic straws, like as as like a deal, we broker a deal. You can have plastic straws, but we'd make some other lifestyle concession. I think most people would be willing to make a green energy concession in the name of plastic straws. Like I would pay four dollars a gallon for universal plastic straws. Would you? I would. I would. I think there lies the peace. This is the unity this country needs. Because <laughs> let's face it, nobody, and I mean nobody, wants to have a paper product dissolving into their beverage. No. Nobody wants this. And I'm I'll not- tell you something else too. When you're thinking about plastic, I mean, in New Jersey, where the uh, our idiot governor banned plastic bags, grocery stores are now coming on the the PA when they're giving people the you know the can can sale specials, and they're also begging them. I kid you not. Please don't steal the plastic shopping cart thing. You know, those little handle thingies that you carry yeah. around? Please stop taking them because people have been walking out and stealing them because they can't have plastic bags. Oh, I go so to the store, funny. forget my bags, and now I'm carrying out this little cart yeah. thing. And how's that going to look bobbing Yo. up and down in the ocean? Yeah. <laughs> Yo. I you, honestly, you have just cracked a major stop and shop mystery for the Fala family because they never have those little carriers anymore. And I was wondering if it was yeah. a COVID thing or what it was. They're stealing them. Oh my goodness! They are. Holy. That is honestly. The grocery store association lady came out and said today. She said more and more stores are now just taking them back and putting them away because they're tired of having them just disappear off. They'd rather just not even provide them to customers anymore. Oh, this is what it's come to. This is amazing. This is this is why you have Rich Zioli on your show, and not just because you <laughs> lost a bet. Um, but no, seriously, that's, <laughs> stop it. That's amazing. Plastic straws, though, all the way. No, we don't know these turtles. You know, they keep telling us the turtles are dying. I don't know any of these turtles. I. 
I've never felt like we were plagued by a turtle shortage because dumb turtles are eating straws. I just want a plastic straw. If that means I'm not invited on John Kerry's private jet, I'll settle for your Marlboro Mile inflatable raft and be just as happy. That's what I say. Let me ask you an honest question. Do you think that John Kerry has straws on his jet? Because I'll bet you a thousand dollars he does. Oh, dude, John Kerry, right? He's eating good, first. He's eating steak. Kind. He's got straws. Every, everything's made. His face is made of plastic. How are you going to tell me? <laughs> we need play paper straws where you have a plastic face. My gosh. Now I'm getting cranky, Zioli. I, I do love When Leo about. has his supermodels on his yacht, there's no way he's giving those those ladies plastic, I mean, paper yeah. straws. No way. <laughs> he's giving them the good stuff. Uh, I'm sorry, right? uh, but those are silicone breasts. You're not welcome on the jet. Like, come on. That's not <laughs> happening. It's not happening, Zioli. You're right. The whole thing's a fraud. Now I am angry. All right. This was great. Uh, let's do it again soon. I'll call into your show, too, if you'll have me. I would, I would love it. It would be, be my honor, again, to have you on. We oh. love having you. Ah, oh, Zioli. Come on. It's just a love. And listen, we... I'm going to be in New York next week. Let's have dinner. Let's do dinner. Have your people call. Yeah. My people. Is that true, though? You're going to be here? Yo. Yeah, I'm filling in for uh, for Guy Benson next week. Right, so no... I'm going to be doing the show right from uh, from your studio. Oh, stop. So I'm going to stand outside the glass and, and just stare at you the entire time. <laughs> and then let's grab dinner. It's going to happen. All right, so just so you know, so because I don't have the dates yet from you. The day, I'm leaving to go to Reno next Thursday, which I believe is the 25th, but I'll be in town all the way up till Thursday. So not, just know that that was a pre-commitment thing. So if you tell me you're not getting here till Friday, I didn't just blow it off. I, I really was scheduled to be leaving. And now the nice news is I'm flying Delta, which means I'm probably not flying anywhere. So I probably will be in town <laughs> Friday. But uh, one way or the other, I'd love to see you, okay? I'll give you a ride to the airport. Oh, you're the man. All right, I'll see you soon. There he goes, the legendary Rich Zioli. Listen to him every morning on WPHT. We are back after this. You're listening to the show that Standard & Poor describes as Standard & Poor. I would say he's incompetent, but I don't want to do that because that's not nice. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is the bottom of the ninth on Fox Across America. I'm going to be on Fox News primetime tonight. That's Jesse Waters' show. If you want to check it out, get some fail vision you will see me there at 740 Eastern Standard Time. But right now, I'm going to try to lightning round these last couple of calls because everybody's got something to say. Mike's batting leadoff. He is in uh, Cedar City, Utah. Mike, uh, you don't sound like uh, you'll be attending a Liz Cheney fundraiser tonight. Is that true? No, I, I wasn't able to get a ticket for that, uh, Jimmy. I'm actually calling from Price, Utah, uh-huh. where KOAL is. Oh, yeah, here. come on. Here. Hanging out with my You're man Paul Anderson. Here. Love it. Yeah, Paul Anderson. Uh, shout out to him and all the folks there, except the young lady that keeps mispronouncing your name. I'm working on that. Oh, it happens. He says, uh, Jimmy Thalia. So I'm working on <laughs> getting her to fix it. It happens. But what I wanted to do is just politely and tactfully uh, wish Liz Cheney all the best. Uh, unfortunately, she's going to be a civilian in January, but I'm sure she'll make the best of it. And I just want to suggest to her that she's very careful as she exits that the door doesn't hit her in the posterior. But, you know, if it does, uh, that's the brakes. Uh, you know, Utah touches Wyoming, so I feel a kindred spirit with all those voters up there. But I'm saying uh, let's, uh, let's show the United States that uh, – all of us realize that uh, Liz Cheney needs to be doing something else. Yes, she so, does. Uh, well, maybe there's a librarian position at the Bush Library or something. <laughs> you know? so, 
Anyway, all the best to her. And, Jimmy, if you get back out this way, I want to say hi to you. Oh, it's going to happen. Paul Anderson owes me a steak, and I'll bring all the failures with me. We'll have some you and me time. Okay. Thanks, brother. Be well. There he goes. Patrick's out in Battle Creek, Michigan. Patrick, are you buying an electric car? Hey, Jimmy, thanks for one year here in Battle Creek as I drink uh, my iced tea out of two plastic straws. I'm wondering uh, (laughs) if the electric car is so great, electric vehicles, why aren't our military uh, getting them first? (laughs) <laughs> Why they defended our country with that? They, oh, oh, they, they couldn't even leave the state. They it, couldn't even leave the state to get attacked. It's, it's a great point. You know when you're watching the beginning of Saving Private Ryan and there's all that carnage on the beach? Imagine we have to oh, yeah. call a timeout and recharge our tanks now. Come on, man. Exactly. Patrick, exactly. You, make it a third straw on me, Patrick. Good call. We'll do it again, brother. Walt, you're batting clean up in Park City, Utah. Walt, my man. Oh. Uh, it's great. Take it's it great. to hey, bed. We got 30 seconds. Let's get him, Walt. I'm just going to say the GOP has got to be having a hard time raising money mm-hmm. because everybody's scared to death. The 87,000 IRS guys are going to come pay us all a visit. Yeah, well, this is what you got to do. When you fill out your tax return, say you're a transgender children stripper. And the Democrats will never order you. They'll be like, guys, tell them you you perform at kindergartens, you'll be fine. The show's over. I'll see everybody on Jesse Waters' primetime, and we're back here tomorrow to do it again. Put the power of over 100 meteorologists and the worldwide resources of Fox in your hands with the Fox Weather Podcast. Precise, personal, powerful. Subscribe and listen now at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.